0: netcasts you love
1: from people you trust
0: this This is twit bandwidth for ios today is provided by cashfly at c-a-c-h-e-f-l-y dot com
1: you asked us for apps to teach you how to code and we have got some
0: now one of my favorite subjects then i'm going to take up a brand new hobby Birding. I'll show you a great app for it.
1: And I have an app that will teach you how to
0: relax. Ah, it's time for iOS Today. Wake up! iOS Today is brought to you by Tracker. Tracker makes losing things a thing of the past. Pair Tracker to your smartphone, attach it to any item, and find its precise location with the tap of a button. Visit thetracker.com right now to take advantage of their Father's Day limited time sale through June 13th only. Enter the promo code IOS today for a free color upgrade, too. And by Ratchio. Take control of your watering with the Ratchio Smart Sprinkler Controller. It's Wi-Fi enabled to allow instant access with a mobile app and has automatic watering schedules based on the latest weather forecasts to save water and money. Go to Ratchio.com twit to learn more. Hey, 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 welcome.
1: Thank you, Leo Laporte. Nice to
0: see you, Megan Maroney. It's time for iOS today. This is a show where we talk about really anything with iOS in it Apple Watch, iPad, iPhone, even the Apple TV, right?
1: Mm-hmm. We do. So, Lionel on Twitter said, Do you have any recommendations for programming slash coding apps? Oh, boy, do we. For iOS. Uh, and so I sent out the call, I got some recommendations. I knew Leo had some. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, and also, Lionel wanted to say that uh, he he also replied, said thank you for planning on talking about this, and he wanted to let everyone know he's learning how to code with oh, his son, Banner. That's Banner. Aww. He needs a better life for Banner.
0: Better life for Banner. <laughs> what an adorable kid. Uh, so coding is fun. I mean, it's, a, it, there's, uh, it's important to understand that there are a variety of apps on the iPad. Some are designed at... Uh, introducing children and even adults to coding and some of them are for actually doing coding I would say the iPad is less good at the latter it's not I mean if you really want to write software you're probably gonna get a computer not a tablet and you're gonna probably get a lot more out of it Um, on the other hand you can do some basic coding on an iPad uh, but better yet, there are a lot of apps to make it, uh, for kids and adults, to make it easier and, and understand the concepts and things like that. So, go ahead, you start right, and well, I'll...
1: Okay, before we dig in, though, uh, Robert Seals on Twitter had a good question. What is the difference between programming and coding? No difference. I think uh, I did some research. and There's I no mean difference. Because people use them in What's slightly the different... Like, coding is more of a, a newer term. Like, I'm a coder as opposed to a programmer. It's kind of a cooling it up a little bit. You yeah,
0: know? but it's the same...
1: It's the same thing. thing.
0: Right. You're doing the same thing. Right, so, but
1: like I used to write HTML code. I'm not a programmer. Right. So I
0: think or that's you, Nor the are you a coder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, but right, so, yeah, writing all code. I mean, let's stop. So writing code, a lot of cutting and pasting. Code
0: is the language of computing so if you're writing code and even html is code it's a markup language it's not a programming language i guess you could say you were a coder so maybe that's the difference but programming is actually using a language designed to interact with computers to to teach them what to do to write programs mm-hmm. software and uh, it's, a, it's a it's a great hobby that's how i treat it i'm not a professional programmer i've written programs uh And I've distributed programs, not recently. Mostly now I write programs for myself. Or I learn languages just for fun. But it's a great hobby. I think there's a lot of reasons to learn to to code or program. Uh, One, of course, to give you a greater uh, depth of understanding of how a computer works. Even writing HTML code, you learn a little bit more about how a web page works and how the web works. If you're writing deep assembly language code you're learning how the processor on a computer works you're learning how different pieces of the computer interact how a human gets a computer so there's a very it's a great education that even if you never write another line of code again will help you be a better computer user or technology user there's also and i think this is you know i don't know when you were in uh high school did you ever ask the math teacher why am i learning this Mm-hmm. Especially in the higher level, the trig and the calculus, exactly. algebra two. What is this going to do for me, ever? I'll
1: never use this.
0: I'll never use this. And there is a reason to teach math. I believe in learning math. And it's not because you're going to use math, because most people balancing their checkbook is the most math they'll ever do later in life. But it, it teaches you how to think. And it teaches you a rigorous form of thought. And I think, really, uh, we should now be teaching programming or coding in schools as... Side-by-side side with math or even in lieu of math. Because, or in a, in a lot of cases, math and programming are the same mm-hmm. class. You know. And that, there's some uh, good, good examples of that as well. I've interviewed people who are doing that. And I think that's great. Um, it's, it's teaching you a rigor of thought, a rigor of thought process. Because one of the beauty parts about coding is if it's not rigorously coded, the computer does exactly what you tell it to do. And if mm-hmm. it's not rigorous, it won't work. So you, the computer gives you this great kind of feedback about how rigorous your thought is. So even better than math, of course, math won't work if you don't think rigorously, too. But the computer is pretty concrete. Mm -hmm. It also, I like it for kids because, and the iPad's really good at this, it gives them... Some feedback, it's an interactive process.
1: Right, yeah. It, maybe it teaches them grit, too, because they have to keep working and at it. And yeah, determination, yeah, sure. Resilience, yeah. all the things. Okay, well, let's start with Hopscotch. This is one that I hadn't heard you talking about. Uh, it's mainly for kids, but it can really be used by anyone uh, to learn how to code. Uh, is free. Uh, so here it is on my screen. Uh, I, I think let's start from the very beginning. Here is what it looks like so the, it's sort of like a it's a community as well so these are all hopscotches things people have created so I'm gonna press the plus plus sign and what do you want to make a blank project a spiral draw cooking emoji waves do you want to start with some fireworks sure things? I like fireworks. Okay, so here we have
0: so this uh, the is the goal this here. is like where you're trying to get to
1: yeah so it's this is the tutorial mm-hmm. I think you can hear my screen I can't my, right now the
0: plus There you go. There. Pull
1: out a text object and let's make our text... So,
0: so there's a video lecture in it
1: Along well. here, yeah. Can yeah. And then I... By going to this number can go along in the corner. And then you see this hyphen. So I could watch so it or I could that. do... Hold it. I can close that Until if I just want to... this menu and go to the right and let go when you're above the dot. And now you have a big dot. Uh-oh. Oh, we'll press do done. There. <laughs> now let's give it some rules. So for the first so, rule, let's add a new rule. We're not going to go through that. Boy, that,
0: that is really boring. That, I, that's I all be, I did. I don't want to be mean or anything, but uh, do you think that would excite a kid? I guess it would.
1: I think so. So here's what people have created with it, too. I think I can watch all right, one so of you these. want
0: to set off fireworks, but you don't want to get in trouble. What do you do? Yeah, maybe so you don't, don't
1: think scotch. that this, well, so a very small kid wouldn't right be I excited about that. I think much like so. math. And let's pull out a, text
0: a lot of people lost interest let's in math because it was text poorly text taught. Big dot.
1: You can find that big document. I think
0: there's a real risk with programming as well. If you make it dull and difficult, people will just get scared off.
1: Do you think this is dull and difficult?
0: Well, it's certainly not where you would start in programming. It's very much like a lecture, right? Mm-hmm. Where you follow along with a lecture. Um, I would like to see something that's a little bit more of a game, frankly. Right, so this is hopscotch. Is it free? It's free. Yeah, there's a, there's an advantage there. <laughs> um, I want to show you uh, some other programs, but none of them are downloading right now on oh, my. Which,
1: because I have a lot on mine as well. So
0: what... I would say Tinker is a great okay. place to start. Now, I have a little bit of a disclaimer here. Mike Elgin's son, mm. it works at this company. Uh, so this is Kevin Elgin uh, and uh, is one of the principals at, uh, or at least one of the employees at Tinker, T-Y-N-K-E-R. But this, I think, is a little bit more my cup of tea. Okay. Go ahead. It. You're, you're going to be it. the kid okay. you t-
1: I'm, I'm the not kid. not going to tell you anything. Okay, you're not gonna, okay. So, so play with Can't it. I like candy. Okay,
0: you need to show the screen. There you go. So, <laughs> so here, first here's of all, any Can kid I... who's ever played Angry Birds immediately gets what's going on here, right? Oh, yeah, we're trying to get three stars, right? Choose your yeah. character, all right, pick mm, a character. I, this is aimed at eight year olds to maybe eleven or twelve year olds which is a very good time to start programming all right now, like any game, and by the way, this is very gamish, just you know what pick just save it right, you don't detect. have to do anything, but you could change the character, make it oh give it you know give it other features. You don't need to do that. just save it, please. Can maybe. I give it a hat? Okay, give it a hat whatever How you do want.
1: I give it a hat?
0: I don't know. Maybe you just okay. say, We don't need that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> please, I beg of you. All right. There's your little character. Look, he fell asleep. Connect the walk block to the yawns What? Okay. I think I could do that. All right. Now press the play button. Look, he's now he's walking, and he ate some candy. Ah, nice. Okay I did that. And you get three stars.: I think I'm
1: being rewarded. Yeah,
0: it's very much like Angry Birds or you know cut the rope. This is for the cut, this is for the cut the rope crowd, right?-hmm And you're learning I, I, I know this probably doesn't seem like it, but you're kind of learning programming. here what you're doing is you're combining statements, and each statement leads uh-oh. to, uh oh, you I missed, missed it. it. Maybe you need a different statement in there for eating. So let's let's look at some of those other blocks in there, other commands. What's that? Is it just walk? Walking. Or maybe you stop walking, you walk too far. I did. So maybe just two steps, all right let's try that. So this encourages the, the, a child's experiment to play. I think there's a fun reward mm-hmm. in here. And more importantly, I think it it's self-directed. So you only get two starts because you tried that. It took you twice to figure that out. So oh, you found a bonus level, all right? Let's let's swipe
1: my character to jump. Oh,
0: so now there's just a little bit of a break time. Oh no! These get it. guys have really spent a lot of energy. in... Uh, by the way, notice the books behind you. Troll life, learn how to program, coding for newbies. These guys have spent a lot of energy, and this, by the way, this uh, Tinker is used as a curriculum in a lot of schools mm. because it can be self-directed. So instead of listening to a lecture. Now, you might say, oh, you know, uh, this is boring and slow. And it is slow because it's going to move at a very uh, simple pace and it's never going to get complicated. I mean, it actually does get... If you you go pretty far along in this, it gets fairly sophisticated. So you're going to learn not only putting statements together, you're going to learn looping, you're going to learn conditionals, you're going to learn tests. Uh, I like Tinker a lot, T-Y-N-K-E-R. To me, this is taking advantage... By the way, it's free, although they have in-app purchases. It's, it's taking advantage of what the iPad is good at, which is making it fun and self-guided, self-directed learning. So the kid's going to have the incentive to explore, to play. It gets fairly complicated as you go along. Mm-hmm. You saw the simplest, most basic stuff, but as you get more advanced, Tinker has some significantly more advanced stuff. So here's the Hour of Code, uh, beginner projects. You can use connected toys if you have an appropriate accessory, game kits, music, motions. You can even still tell stories and do physics things. So uh, these are in-app purchases in many cases, but this gets very, very, very sophisticated. So that's the beauty of this, is this, this Tinker program, as simple as it is when you begin, you can even do a blank template and create your own programs from it. So as, as I would say this is as sophisticated as any tool. So for kids, I would absolutely recommend Tynker. Um, I'll show you. I mean, there is big boy programming uh, available. Uh, one of the languages I think everybody should start with. There's two languages I think uh, that are great for beginning programmers. A lot of times they're not taught uh, because uh, there's a lot of pressure when you're learning programming to learn a use quote, useful language up front, which means Java often. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong with learning Java. You should learn Java eventually, but I don't think it's the best starting language. Um, to me, the language that many of the best programmers in the world started with was something called Lisp. Now, it's probably not best to start with lisping, but this actually is a it's a version of Lisp called Scheme, and there are a number of Lisp and Scheme programs. This is actually a programming a tool that lets you combine um pieces, kind of like the Tinker. This would be, I would say, a successor for a high schooler, maybe, So because you can drag and drop, put stuff in. It has some example programs which you can run. Um, You can learn both Scheme and Closure as well as LISP. These are all LISP dialects. This is a little bit more sophisticated, and it is probably, LISP is such a simple language that it does fairly well lend itself to a simple environment like this. Here's another one that I've also recommended. I've mentioned both of these before. This is Pythonista. Now Python is a, is a professional language that's easy to learn. It's a great starting language because it's interpreted. It's fast. There are a lot of great tools out there. Uh, and it's kind of cool because uh, this is a, a pretty sophisticated tutorial in using Python. But again, this is not as fun as Tinker. This is for a high school kid or better and maybe even our correspondent who wants to learn how to use uh, Python. And eventually,
1: this one's 9
0: too. Yeah, eventually, if you're going to learn Python, uh, what you're going to learn uh, is on a computer, probably. Python is a great language for getting simple programs done. I've mentioned uh, before, there's a wonderful book, Learning to Program in Python Using Minecraft, which I highly recommend. That, again, is not an iPad thing. You can do that on a computer. You could do it on a Windows or a Mac uh, computer or even a Linux computer. Uh, That's where I would take a kid next. I don't think the iPad is very well suited for this kind of thing, to be honest with you. Even a Chromebook would be better suited, frankly, with a real keyboard and and, and a more serious operating system than the uh, iPad.
1: I think what the iPad is good for is tutorials, for watching tutorials. This is what I'm planning with my kids this summer, code.org. Um, have of, tons yeah, right, of right. resources and tutorials, and they can just hang out with their iPad. They don't have to have the hot laptop on their lap uh, and just watch things. Uh, and then, you know, and I think also Minecraft, just Minecraft in general, either Pocket Edition or the... It um, is
0: programming, yeah, really, yeah, I think in the same way that one. Lego is programming. Right. Now, this is cool. So this is using Minecraft, it, but using a programming language in a Minecraft-like environment. Right. I like this a lot.
1: So this is not, this is not on an iPad. This That's is a Brian desktop. Doing that on the desktop. Yeah.
0: Or he's this is the tutorial. Microsoft. Microsoft put this out very recently, uh, and and this is a curriculum for schools. You notice both this and Tinker, and I'm going to show you a few other programs that do the same thing. Use this kind of drag and drop module mm-hmm. approach. Um, this comes. This goes way back. This comes from uh, Carnegie Mellon and MIT, and a lot of work done by uh, people like Alan Kay uh, on. Teaching kids to program. Remember? I don't know. You're probably the right age. Did you do logo when you were a kid in school? I... Turtle graphics? I
1: don't remember doing that now. Yeah. I think... Uh, I don't think I did. No. There was a... We had maybe, Apple, like the first Apple. Yeah,
0: there's maybe computer. a 10-year phase. You were the right age, but I think your school just didn't do it. And they were using Apple computers in many cases, where you would have something called turtle graphics. You'd either have a physical turtle or an on-screen turtle, and you'd say one step forward, one step left pen down. You'd draw things. It would be like a spirograph. You could write programs. That was kind of the inspiration, I think, for what we see, this new modular programming where you're taking commands that are pre-built and, and adding them. I'm going to um, reboot my uh, iPad because it's just not happy because there's some programs I really want to show you,
1: well, while but you're they're not
0: downloading. Go ahead, show while us While you're doing
1: one. that, I, I know uh, that Lionel is an adult, so this might be, all these might be a good start, uh, but also edX, which is free online learning, has the entire Harvard CS50, which is wow. the whole introduction to computer science course. Wow. That's all online. It's all free. Uh, you know, I mean, you have to go into this knowing it's, it's going to require a lot of work on your part and a lot of time, uh, but I, I know some people that have had success. It costs money if you want to actually have the cert- get the certification, but just to learn, it's free, uh, and that's, you know, that's all online, and that you can read about the instructors and uh, so I don't, if anyone has actually gone through uh, edX and, and done any of these courses, these computer science courses, email me at meganintuit.tv and let me know your experiences
0: about that. Actually, for a correspondent, uh, that's a great idea because that's for adults. Stanford uh, also does this. Stanford has a very famous iPad and iPhone development course. They update it every year. This is the old version. This is in iTunes uh, U. So I highly recommend this. Uh, This is from 2011, I downloaded this some time ago. Get the new one, the 2016 one, they update it all the time. Their instructors come often from Apple as well as Stanford. And these are for, this is a a very popular Stanford course, absolutely free, that will walk you through the basics, including, by the way, with downloads, all the project files. You're gonna want a computer to do this, to do the actual coding, because you're gonna use Xcode. You can't write iPad software on an iPad, iPhone, software, you have to write it uh, on, a, on a computer. But if you have a com- an Apple computer, highly recommend these, much like the course you mentioned. Um, and just, just get the most recent. This, iTunes U is, is kind of the undiscovered gem that everybody should have on their iPad. Because they've got courses in almost every subject. These are college-level courses that come with assignments, materials, in some cases even testing. Uh, it, is, it is just great. Let me just look at the top charts because I wouldn't be surprised. Yep, there you go. This is Stanford's latest developing iOS 9 apps with Swift. Absolutely free. And you can see this is, this is a full lecture series. You get all the slides. If you subscribe to it and download the course, you'll have it on your iPad. You will probably want to use it uh, in conjunction uh, with your... Let me just get this course on here. In conjunction with your computer, because there's it's kind of really no point in doing this without, without the computer. But this is fantastic. And now you're going to be using the latest programming language, uh, Swift. So if you're serious, I mean, this is going to, as you said, this is going to take some, um, you know, self, self-determination. You're not going to, nobody's going to be grading you. Nobody's going to force you to go to class or force you to take the test. There's no pop quizzes on this. You have to do it. But if you have that kind of uh, self-starter mentality, boy, there is no better way to do this. And these are, these are the best courses in the world, probably, these Stanford courses. They're just up the road a piece from Apple. So if you want to know how to develop iOS apps with Swift or you want to learn iOS programming, MIT is also on here, Yale, Harvard. A lot of courseware uh, on the iTunes U, highly recommended. And by the way, uh, not just programming. There's history, critical reasoning. This Yale course on game theory is... Considered by many a, a classic um, English essentials writing human emotion. Here's one with a Raspberry Pi. This comes out of uh, the UK, a free course from the University of South Wales on uh, writing for your Raspberry Pi. So, that if that's what you're talking about, the sky's the limit. There's, this becomes your university in an iPad. Let me see if the downloads. I'm just,
1: I have Lightbot up on mine too. Do you have Lightbot? Yes. I this is Lightbot. one
0: I really like, and then now all my stuff is downloaded too. I rebooted. So Lightbot is similar to uh, Tinker. Uh, eight to eleven year olds. They have a version on the Mac as well as a version on the iPad. Go ahead and see if you can figure it out.
1: This is very similar.
0: Very similar. Uh, and again, no lecturer. It's a game. I would think even a six or seven year old, a smart, smart six or seven year old, could do this. The walk command, the light command, tells me to light up a tile. All right. Good luck. Now this pro, this program also is deep and gets very deep and get very difficult. But right now we're doing the easy one. Okay. Uh, let's. And now you're going to test your program. You know what you learned? Debugging. Your program has a bug.
1: My program has a bug. It has
0: a bug. Where's- oh, maybe not. I guess you, you did it. <laughs> Never mind. I was hoping you'd fail, so I can oh, show you. Sorry, we
1: didn't. We didn't go over that in the rehearsal.
0: <laughs> Here,
1: I'll fail this no, time. No, no, don't fail.
0: Don't fail. <laughs> but, th- but that's it's, you, the kid can try and fail and trial and error and really learn. And you could do this in the back of the classroom, sitting on a beanbag, while the teacher is working with the the slower kids. Uh, or you could do it uh, in the back seat of the car while you're going on a, a trip. Um, I like this. I like this program a lot. This is Lightbot. It's available. <gasps> not. Oh, oh, I failed. Oh, can you fix your program? Oh. See, you can fix it. You can even step through it if you want. This, You're going to learn some real uh, real uh, concepts here, and I think this is a great place for younger kids to start. Probably not for an adult, although I have to say, I have it on my computer. I play it all the time. Not this. You're going to get this pretty quickly, but you get through these early steps fast, and there's some challenging puzzles in here. There you go. Can you do all it? All right. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. And you get the idea, though, right? Yes. Yeah. You get another, you need another step. Oh, no, I needed to add that there. Yeah, put that after, yeah. So I'm telling you, this teaches rigor of thought. Because mm-hmm. if that guy doesn't get where you want, and I think there are some kids, and these kids will be the kids that end up, you know, do, going farther, I'll go, wait a minute, no, I'm going to solve this. And they work on it, and they solve it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so
1: you were talking about the using a keyboard versus not using a keyboard. Uh, what, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think that programming is really required in the beginning? A, a keyboard is required for programming in the beginning.
0: Programming is pretty much a lot of typing. <laughs> so,
1: but what about the promise of the iPad Pro with its attachment? So, I
0: think with the iPad Pro, you could. And now this is uh, this is called Swifty. A lot of people are saying, "Well, I want to learn the latest language." Uh, and 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 Apple has really designed Swift as a. Um, a learning language as much as a serious professional language all ios development is going to be on swift soon i suspect all apple development will be on swift soon and they've open sourced this so this is a language you can write on any platform and soon will be widely used because it's a really great platform this is not for uh, an eight 8- to eleven year old this is for a high schooler or for you for our correspondent hello my name is swifty nice to meet you I was created to teach you how to fly. Before we get going, tell me your name. Now, we're actually coding now in Swift. Var name, var is variable, equals Leo. And notice they provide the end quote. And then I'm going to put that away, and I'm going to run this program. Print, hey, plus name. Can you kind of figure out that what this is going to do?
1: Hey, Leo.
0: It's going to say, hey, Leo, right? Guess what? You wrote your first program. Oh. There's the output in Swift. Let's dig deeper. So this I would highly recommend as a starting point, this is, I think, free within-app purchases. Um, actually, that's a good question. Let's let's go back. Swift basics. You, you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna get fairly sophisticated as you as you go on. Um, maybe maybe it. Uh, let's go back a little bit more. If then else loops, classes. We're gonna do object-oriented programming. Yeah, this is where you start to pay a little money. Ninety-nine cents for just chapter ten. The whole thing is two ninety nine, which isn't isn't too bad. So uh, I think this would be a great place if you're if you're an adult or a smart uh, teenager. S W Y F T Y. You find it. Again, it's hard to find stuff on the App Store, but look for the bird. And um, and this is where this is you know this is with a keyboard would be a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is going to be this is real programming. This is not. So I think sometimes adults say, oh, "I'm not going to drag and drop those stupid blocks around." I know that's that's dumb. We just created a variable, called it name. Give it to explaining what it did. Variables are created with the keyword var, followed by name and value, assigned with an equal sign. Var task, learn how to code. So we've assigned that to the task. Task equals, and then it's actually giving you a chance, a choice, uh, sit on a tree branch. Now, what's going to happen? Am I going to print out learn how to code, or am I going to print out sit on a tree branch? Hmm... I replaced
1: Learn what was stored control.
0: there with sit on a tree branch. Right? Just now, that wouldn't work in Lisp, but it does because it's. <laughs> Oops, what did I do wrong? If you want to get t- just like I can't handle more than one of these tests, once variables can only remember one value at a time. If you want to give your variable a different value, use its name without var. Okay. So I'm just learning a little bit. Programs are written in code. That's another word for lists of instructions. With code, we could build great apps. Sit tight, let's run this code. Var love equals I love. What kind of juice you like? Apple juice, of course. Print love plus juice, those are both variables, and then an exclamation mark. Let's see if that works. I love apple juice, yay. So I think this is pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. I think this would be good for a high school level or somebody who's new to programming. I don't think this requires any programming skill but here's the beauty part you are now learning a real language that has real application you could even get a job as a programmer if you become adept at swift swifty
1: Yeah I think uh so R. Campbell in the chat room also said this: You can learn theory without a keyboard, but in order to actually become a programmer, you need to you need to practice right. and you need a keyboard. Uh, I've mentioned BitsBox before on this show. That's a subscription service that comes every month. I had it for my kids for a couple months. Uh, and I love this. Yeah, it was great, and you know they Did had they the like same. It? Yeah, my kids loved it. Yeah. Uh, so, but you had to use the you used your a laptop to do the coding. Right. It wouldn't actually right. let you do it on the iPad. They don't have an iPad. And that was it. They were saying, like, you need if you want to learn how to code, you really need to, a keyboard. But then you would play the games on your iPad. You know, there was a QR code that you'd shoot at it, and then you'd get to play them. So uh, it w- it's a great service. I think it's about $30 a month. comes with a toy, a great gift, uh, or a great way to get through the summer uh, with your kids.
0: I'm really impressed by this Swifty, actually. I think this is, uh, this is a lot of fun. Um and, and and straightforward enough and you're not gonna do any typing. You're learning concepts here, right? mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: So um this, this seems like a, a great place. I'm going to keep this uh, one around. I might play with this okay. a little bit longer.
1: Then. So you learn learned to code. You're super smart. Uh, but super, you still smart. Leave, you're super You're super smart, star, but you still leave your stuff around. You know, the smarter the you are. The more code you fill in your head, exactly. the more you learn, the more you forget
0: your stuff. In fact, every coder should have trackers all over. Everything should be attached to a tracker. This is a tracker right here. This is the tracker Bravo. These are nice. They you are. know, I had the original trackers, and these came out. These are anodized aluminum. They have a lithium uh, battery in here, not rechargeable. You just replace it, but it lasts a long, long time. And it does a couple of things. First of all, of course, if I leave my keys lying around, I can go to the Tracker app on my iPhone, my iPad, my uh, Android phone, and I get a map of where my keys are. So that's that's by itself useful.
1: Could I get a map of where your keys are?
0: No. (laughs) Sorry. Because I've paired this to the app and my phone using bluetooth right bluetooth le but there's more because there's also a button on the tracker and if i've lost my phone but i have my keys i can press the button and even if the phone's silenced it will ring an alert on my phone and i can make that a customizable alert there's also so it's two-way separation right there's also the tracker crowd gps network it ha- tracker has there are a million and a half trackers out there it's the, easily the most popular tracking device and because they have the largest crowd gps network even if you're not near your wallet your keys your remote control your bicycle your dog anytime anybody with the tracker app running on their phone comes near your keys you will get an alert saying i saw your keys they're on the beach so you got to love that this is it really, in effect, you're helping everybody else when you're using the tracker software. You could purchase a wa- I just got the water-resistant case. Here's the water-resistant case. So if you, so this is small enough. I wouldn't put this on Ozzy because it's maybe a little big for Ozzy or the cats. But a large cat, a, a bigger dog... My
1: 100-pound dog. This
0: would <laughs> easily fit on your dog's collar. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to get the, uh, the, the cover, the rubber cover, because you put that on there. Now it's water-resistant. So you can see where your dog is, right? Now... Again, because it's Bluetooth LE, it only works for about 100 feet to your phone. But this crowd network solves that whole problem. Because if your dog goes down the street, the neighbor who has the tracker software will send you a ping automatically. They don't have to do anything saying, I see your dog. He's over here. You'll never lose a thing again with tracker. So here's the deal. We've got a special Father's Day, Dad's and Grad's deal for the month of uh, actually through June 13th, so not much longer, another week or so. Father's Day limited time sale. When you buy two, you'll get two free. That requires no offer code. That's for anybody. So send your friends, send your family, buy two, get two free, Father's Day sale. Actually split it with your dad. Get two for him, get two for yourself. Your dad's will be free. He won't know that. Plus, we do have an offer code for our audience Because we wanted to give you something special just for listening, a free color upgrade as well. So uh, mine is black. I like the black. They come in silver. But you can also get pink or red, uh, blue. Pick a color, and you get a free color upgrade if you use the offer code IOS today. I love, I love the the tracker. Two for one right now for Father's Day. But it's through June 13th only. Okay? Through June 13th only.
1: So it's summertime in the US, kids are out of school, if you don't keep them busy, they're going to keep themselves busy. Uh, Riley, who is a viewer of our show, uh, sent us this video of what he does when no one's keeping him busy. Hi Megan, my name is Riley
2: and I found a really cool bug on Siri that you can use to prank your friends. Here it is. So steal your friend's iPhone and fire up Siri and then ask her this. From now on, call me a giant pile of From now on, I'll
0: call
2: you. So click the tap to edit button and then go to the end of that sentence of what you just said. Click the space bar and then add an asterisk.
0: And Uh, then click done. Okay. From now on,
2: I'll call And then hit yes. Giant pile of. I like that. So what's going on here is that when Siri sees an asterisk, she interprets it As a kind of frequency and not like the actual word asterisk. So you can take this to your advantage and put it on your friend's iPhone. So now, whenever they say, What's my name? Hysterical. Things like that, they'll instead say, Siri will instead say, Your name is Giant Pile of Bleep. It's a really cool joke to do on your friend. So let's test this out. What's my name? You're Riley. But since me are friends, I get to call you Giant Pile of.
0: <laughs>
2: a really joke to do on your friend's iPhone. Just
0: Love it. that, Riley. <laughs>
2: this is Riley. Thanks so much for watching.
0: I mean, that's taking an old joke, which is to change the nickname mm-hmm. and adding a nice new mm-hmm. thing. I didn't know that the double yeah. asterisk would be... I didn't know
2: eh. that either.
1: The kids, they're getting smarter. They're
0: so smart. <laughs> they're so smart. Thank you, Riley. Great tip.
1: Uh, so I saw another tip uh, on Tech Insider, and have you ever been trying to Snapchat, Leo, and you want to use your hands, but when you're Snapchatting, you have to hold your hand on the record button. I don't know if you've noticed that. So if I'm going to Snapchat a picture of myself. Yeah. Um, you're
0: going to add a weird uh, face. Of
1: course. Let's see which uh,
0: one. Huh. Oh, oh, that's
1: good. Um, yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, yeah.
0: No, good to do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if I want to record, I have to hold down. Right. I can't just do it.
0: No, otherwise you just take a still.
1: Right, but what if I want to do a video and I want my hands? You know how I like to use my hands. Oh, how would you do that? Do you know how to do that? No. Okay, well, uh, Tech Insider had a very long description of how to do it. And and I did it. And I will show you how I did it. Thank you, Tech Insider. Um, Let's see. You have to go into accessibility. And I didn't even know that this... Uh, existed uh, in here. Let's find my accessibility. Is that in general accessibility? And then you go to where was that? Let's see. Assistive touch. Have you ever used assistive touch for anything?
0: No. no. Um, and then I turn this it on. This is normally for uh, you know, the accessibility part. Right. It, which the iPhone has excellent accessibility.
1: Yeah, they do. So I created this no hands custom gesture and uh, if you could you go to create a new gesture then you do uh, you can follow the instructions on tech insider you tap or swipe to create a custom gesture so i did that uh, and then i'll go then you see this gray box that will be there when you turn on assistive touch and then i'll go to snapchat and you see the little gray box there then i touch it and oh. I have, do custom. Oh. And there's the no hands. It's sort of complicated. So this dot now will just record.
0: As if you're pressing it. Yeah. So. Forever.
1: No hands.
0: Nice. And everybody wonder how did she do that? Not only I does know. she have an amazing headpiece, but she's got. <laughs> that's really.
1: So now I'll add it to my story because people will be like, how did you do that? That's a no miracle. Hands?
0: You must have a camera operator. <laughs>
1: Uh, so now, I I I think this is really interesting. This assistive touch. I'm not exactly sure how people use that in real life for accessibility. Ways. Well,
0: uh, for a lot of reasons. Let's say uh, you don't have mobility in your hands, or you're using a stick. A lot of people use math stick, so you don't want to have to use the math stick all the time. So you could set it up so that you, you could still do enough to move that dot down. But then you don't have to continue to hold it and things like that. So the the thing about assistive technologies is there's a huge variety of different variations, right? And so you have to, so some, it's got screen readers in there. It's got magnification for people who have color blindness issues. It has different contrast screens and it has all sorts of controls. I I didn't even think of that, but that's a great control uh, for people who have mobility issues or don't have use of their hands. That's really great. Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: Uh, okay, I've got another tip for you. This was new this week. Did you know that you can just Google, I lost my phone now, in, and it'll find out where your phone is?
0: So, currently, if you type, I lost my mm-hmm. phone, it'll do this. So, I uh, I searched for my Nexus 7, which I happen to know is in my office, and the search result immediately comes in. This is where it is, and I can search for any of my other Android devices. But starting soon, Google says...
1: You'll be able to do it with your iPhone. iPhones,
0: too? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. yeah. I love that.
1: (laughs) All right. Chase from Ontario writes, I just listened to episode 298 with the rehash of third-party keyboards. I didn't hear you mention the main reason that I don't use uh, third-party keyboards. Keyboard apps ask you to enable full access. This access gives the third party the ability to capture everything you type, supposedly to improve their prediction algorithms. This is why iOS switches back to the stock iOS keyboard for inputting passwords.
0: And you trust Apple. Right. But you don't trust Google, or you don't trust SwiftKey, or you don't trust Swift.
1: I, I do remember you discussing that yeah. and saying that it's...
0: So, okay. I think that that's a really... Um, I understand why Apple says that, uh, but anything... <laughs> any computer you're using, including that iPad, can see everything you type. Period. End of sentence. And there, any kind of computing is an exercise in trust. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, what Apple is kind of saying is well, we know you trust us but this is not us anymore this is somebody else and I think that's appropriate but it shouldn't scare people because everything you do is like that whenever you're using software on a computer whenever you're using a computer of any stripe you're trusting that the person who made the program isn't doing anything nefarious and most of the time there's no way to validate that you just have to trust Microsoft or Apple or Google or Facebook or whoever it is Um, with every app so yes absolutely the nature of a keyboard app is that you're typing and the keyboard app could observe what you're doing and the keyboard app also has the ability to contact its servers so it could send what you're typing but so could ios so it is it isn't the case that the google keyboard is any different than the apple keyboard in that respect it's just that apple's saying well we know you trust us but Maybe you should consider whether you trust Google. Mm-hmm. Appropriate to warn, but I think this I wouldn't worry too much. You have to think that all the time. Do I trust the company who, whose software I just installed on my system? Because that software could do all sorts of horrible things. Um, and you're just trusting that it won't. Unless you have the option and the ability to look at the source code. And you can read it and say, oh, no, no, it looks fine. But most people can't and don't know how and won't. So we trust you, you know what, when you drive down the street, you're trusting that the person in the lane coming the other way isn't going to suddenly turn the wheel and head right into you, plow into you. Life is full of trust. So true. And if you got in a car and it warned you every time, hey, you know, while you're driving this car, somebody could turn the wheel and smash into you. <laughs> that that would be true. It wouldn't be False. But it might scare you a little bit unnecessarily. Yes, we're, we live in a world where you have to trust software. True.
1: All right. We also live in a world which is warm, and sometimes you need to sprinkle your lawns, but you don't want to sprinkle them too much because you well, might be we, in a drought.
0: Here in California, uh, crisis time, right? I mean, we've had a drought for seven or eight years now. Uh, there are a lot of restrictions. There's some good news about that, though. If you have uh, irrigation, uh, a watering system, your local watering district might pay you a fairly substantial rebate to upgrade to this. This is the Rachio Smart Sprinkler Controller. We're installing this at our house. You have, if you have an irrigation system of any kind, you have a controller. It may be inside your garage, it may be outside the house. And you probably looked at it. It has a little timer, a little clock, and it'll have zones, right, that are connected to the different zones, uh, from one to eight zones. If you live in a really, if you live in a state, it might even be more than that. Well, this is all of that. This does the same thing. This is the inside of the Ratchio smart sprinkler controller, and you see there's a little dial and a knob, and you can set that. And then there are all the terminals. For uh, I think this does eight zones. No, this is a 16 zone. So this is up to 16 zones you could connect. And if you took your old device off and you put this on and the wires from the old device came up and you attached them all, you could use it just like your own device, old device. But here's what you could do that's different with the Ratchio that I love. You could tie it to your smartphone and control it. So now instead of having to go out to the back of the house and change how your sprinklers working, you can do it with your phone. Furthermore, the Rachio knows the weather forecast. So the Rachio will save you water, and that's why your local water district will support you in getting one of these, maybe even paying for it. We have a viewer who told me that he got he caught the whole thing cost him 33 bucks to get a whole new sprinkler controller because his city in Southern California gave him such a big rebate. So if you're doing watering, if you have an automated system, upgrade it to the Ratchio Smart Sprinkler Controller. Control it with your phone. Look, if you go to the website, you'll see how much they've saved. It's like almost a a billion gallons of water. They're getting really close. 942,531,461 gallons of water saved. Saved how? Because it turns it off. If it's raining, automatically. It knows what the weather forecast is. It knows the best time to water. It's smart. You can override it. You can control it. If I'm sitting here at work and I see the... Thunderclouds coming. I just turn off the controller. I love this. They have a weatherproof container, you know, enclosure you can buy to put it outside. You can put it inside as well. And yes, look at that. It works with Nest. It works with If This Then That. It works with your Amazon Echo. So you can say, for instance, Echo, water the bushes, and it'll do it. With Ratchio's weather intelligence, it automatically adjusts the schedule for weather events so you don't have to worry about turning them off. You'll even get alerts whenever Ratchio steps in to adjust schedules for rain. You're going to cut your watering bill by up to 50%. The city's going to love you. Your neighbors are going to love you. Mother Nature is going to love you. And your local provider may even give you a rebate up to 100% of the cost of the Ratchio controller. You can get it at at Ratchio, R-A-C-H-I-O.com, at Amazon, at Home Depot, at Best Buy. And if you're going to go outdoors, of course, you need that custom waterproof enclosure. Uh, th- it's just, I think this is so good. I love this. you If you have a nest, if you have a, a ring, if you've started to wire up your house, this is the latest, greatest. The Ratchio Smart Sprinkler Controller. And do check with your local water district because a lot of times you can get enough rebate to say this is a no-brainer. Ra- and it, By the way, you can install it. Easy. Easy peasy. Ratchio.com slash Twit. Megan has turned into a tigress. Err. <laughs> Which means to me it must be time for the app cap. It is, yes. Let's see what animal I'm going to turn into.
1: Oh, a lizard or dinosaur. Lizard! Oh,
0: dinosaur, a, dinosaur, a thunder Alexander, lizard? Thunder lizard.
1: <laughs> Sorry. A
0: lizard. I mean, I ain't no gecko.
1: No. Well, uh, is it a lizard? A, a dinosaur? A thunder lizard. Thunder, thunder lizard. Thunder lizard, Thank Thank you okay. Thank uh, We're wearing caps because every week at this time of the show we say why not, why not? it's app cap our favorite app AppCap time so i am a mean er tiger <laughs> <laughs> that's frustrated by all the technology not working for me i need a way to relax yes uh now there's a game we've told you about it before it's called alto's adventure it's a skiing game i love alto i do i play it on the apple tv and, yeah uh, but now it has zen mode <laughs> Which is no scorekeeping, oh, yeah. no dying, yeah. no points. Yeah. See, just Sarah relaxing. would love this.
0: She doesn't like games that make her nervous. Yeah. You don't either. I don't I think. either. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want relaxing. You want I games that are relax. fun. relax.
1: So no coins, none of that. I want. I want the Zen mode. Is that how I get to the Zen mode? No, that's not how I get. Yeah, because the... you're
0: playing the like challenging. You're like...
1: supposed to be able to swipe to get to the Zen mode.
0: You had it earlier because I, I heard. I
1: did. I was doing Zen, zen, zen music.
0: mode. You can't crash in Zen mode.
1: No, well, you can crash in Zen mode, but you can't but you it don't, doesn't there's no hurt. points.
0: It doesn't hurt in Zen mode.
1: Maybe I am in Zen mode. Let's see. It's telling me about coins, so I don't think so. Zen mode See? I'm already frustrated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate this game. The skerm menu, menu 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 menu
1: Where was my Zen mode? Hmm. It thinks it doesn't know that I need it. Do you have back. to
0: buy Zen Mode?
1: No. Okay, there we go. Now I'm in Zen Mode. Oh, how'd you do that? I don't know. Just a <laughs> bubble appeared. <laughs> I, I had to get frustrated first, I
0: You guess. have to earn Zen Mode.
1: No score. No game.
0: Uh, where are No game headphones? over. No
1: distractions. Just uh, you and the endless mountain in your headphones. Uh, uh, so you still fall down. You still can hurt yourself, which I'll show you Yep, there. But... Who cares?
0: Everybody's a winner. Yeah, it is
1: the everybody's a trophy kind of game. Everybody gets a trophy. Perfect for parents of my generation. Everybody wins. Just relaxing. Zen mode.
0: I give you a participation medal. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun, like snow. Like real snow. It's fun.
1: Yeah, so... uh, Alto's Adventures, it's $3.99. If you already bought it the first time we recommended it, Zen Mode comes with it. just with
0: updates it. it, right?
1: Yeah. You yeah. Just, it just lets you get a little frustrated a first feature. by trying to find it so that you can just ski. Just you in the Aww. mountains.
0: Alto, I love you.
1: <laughs> I'm extraordinarily bad at this game. But it doesn't and matter. all games. It
0: doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're in Zen Mode. Oh.
1: There we go. I'm actually good at skiing, but uh. game skiing, not so good at. <sighs> I feel calmer already. <laughs> or you can just play the regular version where you collect coins and steal you can do alpacas. Both.
0: Some and... days, oh look at that! Some days you eat the bar. Some mm, days sometimes the you get bar set yourself on fire. You.
1: <laughs> what do you have, Leo?
0: What? <laughs> just relax. I'm wearing a dinosaur hat for a reason. Thunder lizard. That's me. (laughs) Because did you know there's still dinosaurs among us? What? There are little avian friends. Birds. It is believed that birds are the descendants of dinosaurs because of commonalities in bone structure and other evidence. And if you like dinosaurs... Why not be a birder? Now I'm not a birder, but I think this is going to be my new hobby. Uh, on triangulation uh, earlier today, we had Mitch Wait come by. It, he's a legend in the computer industry because of his books, computer books. And his latest thing, and he's been doing this now almost a decade, is the best bird software out there. This is widely agreed by birders to be the best. There's a big. I'm showing you all of the iBirds. You can search for iBird because they have iBird Canada. They have iBird UK and Ireland. Um, you, these, if you've ever used like the Peterson's Guide, you'll kind of recognize the idea that this is a guide to bird watching on your phone. Now, I have to say, this is a good deal for uh, it's an expensive program. Uh, the iBirds Plus Guide to Birds is ten dollars. The Pro, which is you know probably what you uh, would start with fifteen dollars, and if you want the iBird Ultimate Guide to Birds, that's twenty dollars. But you also can get the bundle, which gives you that, iBird Hawaii and Palau, and your iBird Journal, which allows you to do your life list in a standardized format. And all of that is 20 bucks together, worth $45 if you bought them separately. So that's what I did. I got the ultimate, because when, when you get serious about birding... Now, iBird works on your iPhone as well as your iPad. It's a universal app, so as you can see, this is giving me the iPad version. There are, Mitch tells me, about a 1,000, give or take, species in the uh, continental United States. Actually, not continental, all of the United States. This gives you 940, almost all the species. And it gives you everything you need to learn about the bird, but also to identify the bird. So let's say, wait a minute, I think I saw a hummingbird. The beautiful illustrations, he commissioned these illustrations, that will let you identify the bird, but look at what more you get here. You also get actual photos of the bird and you even get, if you, if you look at the image of the bird, you can get field marks which tells you, here's how you, here's what you look for to know if this is actually Anna's hummingbird. It'll be a grayish underpart, a green body, rose red head and throat, dark green tail. So it helps you do your identifications as well. Lots of information in here, uh, and you can add it to your journal, my iBird journal, if you buy it, is there. Similar birds, and I love this. It gives you the sounds, too, and since birds, one of the things I just learned about birds is cool, they sound different in different parts of the country. Even different neighborhoods will sound different. So every- They have
1: accents,
2: bird accents?
0: They have accents. So there's, uh, in many cases, uh, a variety of different sounds And you can hear, see how different that sounds? Here's a black-chinned hummingbird. Here's a ruby-throated hummingbird. Isn't that fun? And then they even have, among birders, there's a way they describe it, chip and chi-chi-chi-chi. So they tell you that Anna's hummingbird calls include a sharp chip and a rapid chi-chi-chi-chi-chi. You can see facts about the bird, the ecosystem of the bird, and it's got a very sophisticated search. You can add your own photos too, which is kind of cool, and your notes. There's a birdopedia, which lets you look up things. But I also like it that there's search. So I can uh, search by a variety of modes. And let's actually go in here, because you can you know, choose first name, last name, alphabetic, uh, and you can also search for birds around me location shape size habitat so you can really the kind of song the body parts that you think for instance i see a red color you can say well i see a red leg what could that be this really helps you with identification i love this one mitch showed me this birds around me so this this i'm not going to do the tutorial but uh Uh, let's see, this is not around me currently, so I'm going to have to, I think I probably have to turn on the GPS. But let's say we're in Cupertino right now. This shows you within a 25-mile range, and you can increase the range if you want, what birds are in this area. There are 297 species near Cupertino. And so this helps you a little bit in figuring out what's around you. I am very excited. I think this is going to be my uh, new hobby is birding because it's just really an excuse to get out in nature, wander around. And then if you see something, we Lisa and I, when we take hikes, we often see falcons. And we're wondering, because there's a lot of falcons and hawks in our area, we're often wondering, what is what is that hawk? What is that? Is that a falcon? Is that a hawk? You can even take a look at how they fly. Believe it or not, uh, different Different birds have different flight patterns, and you can say, "Well, you know, he was flying in this kind of hovering figure eight, or in a moth-like mode," and narrow it down that way. This is so cool. I am not yet a birder, but it makes me kind of want to be a birder, and I'm just—I'm very excited about this. This is not ex- it, not inexpensive, uh, but I think given the the price, it's it's a it's a really uh, great program. There are a lot of other related programs that are... In fact, there's even light versions that are free. The iBird Light Guide to Birds, if you want to just try before you buy. And if you're traveling, you might want to get the one uh, in your region of the world. Can
1: so. you uh, configure them to work with your nest?
0: <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so...
1: It's been a long day. Already. Yeah, no, I like
0: it. Anyway, that's that's my app cap. I just wanted to give Mitch a tip of the hat. He was here. He did say that if you email Mitch at uh, was it oh it was Mitch at iBird dot com and say I saw it on Triangulation that he would give you a deal an offer mm. code. So I don't know if it's okay if I repeat that. Um, but you could you can ask for the uh, offer code. And I think he was giving you 30% off. Cool. But I really, this looks like fun. And I know some of you are are birders. A bird book's going to cost that much. Uh, but this is so much more yeah. handy, especially if it's on your phone. Right. Because you're going to carry that around with you. You can even take a picture of a bird and add it uh, to your life list. So um, there you go. I-B-I-R-D. They have iBird Pro, iBird Ultimate, iBird Lite. There's a variety of them. There's about half a dozen different versions of iBird programs you might want to check out
1: well you've reached the end of the show email me at Megan at for your uh, criticisms your uh, congratulations your videos Congratulations. Uh, look, congratulations for getting to the yeah. show. I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: I congratulations. Well done. i was looking
1: for a little yeah. I need someone to, I need concert validation, as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, send a video like Riley. I love, thank you, Riley, for your video. Um, if you guys have a tip or you just want to send a video of yourself, uh, we love to get them. I'd love to see your face and play them on the show. You
0: did such a good job. I'm going to give you a, a special <laughs> award. This is the Silver oh. Battery Award for people who just keep going. And
1: it's a dead battery, going. right?
0: And going and going.
1: Thank you so much. And going. All right, that's it, people. <laughs> I got my battery. Thanks I'm for quitting. joining
0: us. Now go home. No, that's not a nice thing to say. No. Go birding. Stick
1: around for tech news.
0: Today. today. Half an hour from now. We'll see you next time <laughs> on iOS Today. Boing.